Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about rough, rough greens. How's your dog doing? My dog is slowing down. My dog is now 11, uh, approaching 12, and uh, he's slowing down. Um, but I think we have helped him have a, a healthier, uh, more pain-free life um, and a better life because we put rough greens on our dog's food. This is something that naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black came into my studios one time and was talking to me about. And I said, look, I, my dog won't eat anything, uh, but if you can put something like ketchup on his food and make him eat it, it'll be a wonder to me. Well, he wolfs it down. But then I saw the benefit of all of these vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and probiotics. He changed as a dog. It became much more active, much healthier. The vet was thrilled, and so are we. So is he. Roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back. Or call them now at 833-GLEN-33. That's H- uh, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday. And, you know, one of the best things about owning your own uh, content, your own show, is when I feel like it, uh, much to the chagrin of my sponsors, I can say I just want some time just to talk to you. And so I'm getting rid of all the commercials for the next half hour. So you and I can have a talk because yesterday I was driving through the rain, uh, the rain uh, to visit a friend. And it was a powerful storm just coming down in buckets. It was dark and stormy. And that was on the way there. Then I went into my friend's house and I came out about three hours later and it was bright and beautiful and it looked like a completely different neighborhood nothing had changed except the storm had stopped and the clouds began to part on the way back i was driving through this farming community as it was bright and sunny i saw people no longer cowering or running into their homes or their stores or avoiding the storm but they were back to work as if nothing had happened and they had recognized that the storm The water that came from that storm was a blessing. That storm made it so we could go on growing and feeding and helping ourselves, our families, and others. And as I was driving through the canyons, I began to think, and I got home and I wrote some things down that I want to share with you. Because this week has been both the best of weeks and the worst of weeks. We have seen... The lies that many of us knew were lies laid bare for the world to see and many Americans finally going, wait a minute, what? We have seen the brave step forward with nothing to hide, yet a ton to fear. 
But we've also seen the depths of man's depravity, the arrogance of the elite, and the corruption of justice. We have witnessed the illusion of power. So I wanted to take a minute today and just shatter that illusion and remind you of the reality of who we are and what lies just ahead. But first, I, I want you just to take a second and breathe. Breathe deep. And then breathe in the spirit of the brave leaders who have carried us through the moments of triumph and uncertainty. Breathe in Washington at Valley Forge. Lincoln, who died to set men free. Breathe in the spirit of FDR, who fought the monsters overseas that actually believed in inferior races and useless life. He stood despite his wheelchair, the very thing that made them believe he was weak and useless made him strong and determined to see our ship through the storm. Breathe in the times we felt strength and hope from JFK and Ronald Reagan as the world inched closer to nuclear annihilation. Breathe in the brave Americans like Martin Luther King, who dared to remind us of our highest ideals, that all men are created equal, and doing it while knowing it may cost him his life, but knowing in the end it would set free the powerful force of an entire race, and in doing so would smash the shackles of racism, racism of all involved, white, black, brown, red, yellow. Breathe in the spirits of their resilience and their stories that remind us of the strength we all harness when we stand in unity. We're not strangers to adversity. And yet in the face of overwhelming odds, we're renowned for rising from the ashes of defeat, stronger, wiser, and even more united. Too many of us now doubt that this American unity that we found in the rubble of Pearl Harbor or the Twin Towers will be true again as we deal with what approaches. Do not doubt. Do not fear. The forces of darkness may feel powerful and in charge right now, but they are merely the whispers and the shadows and the echoes of ancient lies they will be defeated again but only when the truth is no longer held captive by fear our nation is the epitome of freedom the birthplace of freedom by being the birthplace of opportunity a beacon for those seeking the liberty to steer their own destiny the alluring prospect of freedom is not just a lofty ideal, but it is a living testament to the human spirit, one that stands antithetical to the constraints of Marxism and other failed ideas. Our great country rebukes such a doctrine that undermines the human essence, the inherent right to independence, the power to define one's own course. 
We're a nation built on the pillars of compassion and justice. Yet in these trying times, we seem to forget that compassion is our virtue, but it can be our vice. Because if it's left unchecked, if, if compassion is detached from eternal truths, this virtue will morph into a weapon of mass destruction. We have to strive to find a balance, nurturing empathy and compassion while adhering to the truths that have guided us thus far. The freedom to carve our own path also implies the responsibility to contribute, to work, to strive for excellence, not just personal gain, but to uplift our brothers and sisters. The American dream isn't solely about achieving personal success. In fact, I don't think it's attached to that at all. It's about charting your own course and about lifting all those around us, nurturing the collective good. We will lose our path if we don't recognize that it is high time that we restored our self-evident truths regarding gender, family, blind justice, integrity, and our basic human rights. These principles are the foundation of our society. And if we reinstate them, we will pave the way for the next great chapter of the American narrative. Freedom of speech and thought. They're pillars upon which our society rests. The ability to question, to seek truth, to challenge norms, define our human nature. Since birth, we as children have an in inherent curiosity, and that should never be stifled or restricted. Our capacity to ask why, what, how, that is the thread that weaves the very fabric of our being human and our drive to learn, explore, and grow. We stand on the precipice of demanding and times of trial, laden with complex questions and potentially tougher answers. But if we rally behind our Bill of Rights, we uphold personal responsibility and acknowledge that we are not infallible, that neither the corporations, the elites, the latest algorithm, nor governments are omnipotent. We can navigate this storm together, but we must simply acknowledge God remains God and we are not nor ever will be him. Kindness and understanding and the willingness to, uh, to embrace disagreement have been the lifeblood of our democracy. We've always been a nation that not only tolerates, but fights for the rights of those with divergent views to express themselves. This is uniquely American. This value is a testament to the strength of our commitment to freedom. As we face our challenges head on, we must remember the virtues and the values that set us apart on this continent. 
Let us be guided by our shared commitment to the freedoms that we hold dear. It's only this way that we can build a better future for all Americans. There is a new horizon waiting for us. It beckons us to recalibrate, to renew ourselves, and to chart a course that is reflective of the diverse, the vibrant, and resilient spirit that has always been quintessentially American. It's, it's our unity, not our diversity. Unity is our strength. Our commitment to the freedom of the individual to seize the opportunity that is just over the threshold of tomorrow. That's our anchor. With unity and the individual, with these, we'll write a new invigorating chapter in our shared American story. It's not going to be some internet mob. Some angry, misguided malcontents who march and burn and destroy, nor a puffed-up army of government administrators or an all-powerful executive. But it will be us, us as individuals in our own way, in our own lives, simply by uniting under the banner that we still hold these ideas as self-evident truths. That all men are created equal that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. And let me emphasize that this same government in the next line derives their just powers from the consent of the governed. That's you. That's not some distant pencil pusher you never voted for. Not some foreign body or collection of people who have absolutely no power in their forums. That's you. Break the shackles of the lies and illusions. Make a commitment to speak only the truths that unite us and have united us for centuries. Do all that you can do to restore the faith in one another again. Yes, we're different. Yes, we disagree. But we must unite on what we have in common. And those things are those self-evident principles. If you can't say that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator, if you cannot agree with the Bill of Rights, heck, give me eight out of the ten. If you can't, if you can't speak the words that those words are true and the highest ideals that any country has ever espoused, and yes, we don't live up to it all the time. We have had very dark periods in our country, but we have also had unbelievable light. Whatever the government may have done from time to time, don't put that on my door. I wasn't born. I wasn't around. I didn't have the right to vote at that time. What the government is doing in my lifetime is a reflection of me if they answer to the people, which they no longer do. 
They are no longer restrained by the governed who give them their just powers. I haven't seen a just power in quite some time. Breathe in Washington. Breathe in King. Breathe in the good times. Breathe in the times where we were at each other's throats, but we came back together because we had a common purpose. I hear people on the right now talk about a new founding. an unrestrained executive that we are too far gone. We need to forget and stop conserving what is good and start reimagining. No, we do not need a new founding. We do not need a reimagining. We need a reset. We need a rediscovery. We need a recommitment. We need a restoration of truth of God and the power he gives each of us to rule over our own lives and our passions and our feelings. So many times I fear we're not going to make it. So many times I fear, I fear and feel like I felt in my pickup truck driving to my friend's house yesterday. Jeez, look at this storm. Look at the damage that it's doing. But I promise you, we'll weather the storm if we understand that it's temporary. That our fear is not real. If we curse the storm after the storm, we haven't learned a thing. I thank God for the storm. I thank God for the storms of my life. I thank God for all of the things that, oh, I've been through and you've been through. We all have our storms. We all have our problems. We all struggle. All of us struggle. Thank God for that. Because I'm a stronger man and I'm a better man for that. Thank you for the rain. It has helped me grow. It washes away the dirt and the grime. It purifies why we have baptism that's what that means it washes away all of the grime and the filth and you know why it works because those of us who have seen the change in our life needed the change in our life and we had faith that this water and being immersed in that water would perform miracles in our lives. 
if we didn't believe, if we didn't strive for, if we didn't do the basic work, that water would just be water. The clouds are breaking. Shadows only exist because there is a light somewhere. And as the shadows grow more defined and darker and more menacing, realize that's only because the light has grown stronger. God is is very well aware of you. God knows who you are. He knows what your struggles are. When you recognize that he knows this and that the storms of our lives will make us better and put us into the situation to where we need to be if we will just not curse the storm. We can learn, and it will renew us. I worry so much about so many of our friends and family and you. I worry so much of those who are in the depths of despair and think there is no way out. That think their life is not worth living. That is the whisper of lies. Let's move forward together toward the promising horizon, knowing that all will be well in the end. We've done it before. And if we do it again, we will triumph. We will demonstrate to the world again the indomitable American spirit. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Have you ever spent a full 20 years providing people with great products that help them sleep? Yeah, me neither. Especially, actually, especially me. I uh, Mostly what I do for a living, I provide uh, for you a way to keep you awake at night. So I guess, you know, Mike Lindell is very important to this audience because he makes a great pillow and one I sleep on every single night. He's turning 20 this year. Well, he's not, but my pillow is turn, turning 20 this year. So now for a limited time only, MyPillow is offering you a free gift valued at $20. There's no purchase necessary. You just go over to MyPillow.com and you'll see the offer right on the main page. Again, no purchase is necessary. While you're there, 
Don't forget to check out all the deep discounts they're having on their most loved products. MyPillow is turning 20, and they want to share the celebration with you by giving you amazing savings on amazing products. To access these discounts, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, then use the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. Now's the time to subscribe to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Dog. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We have a lot on our plate today. Uh, Trump went to uh, court. Uh, right after his third arraignment now, this is what he said. Here's cut one. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken <laughs> buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very you much, He said earlier, I'm only one arraignment away from locking up the election. (laughs) Uh, His poll numbers in Iowa uh, are looking very good and solid. Uh, There's a new uh, poll that is out today. Yeah, uh, it's they're not as good as his national numbers, uh, but they're still pretty darn good. Uh, He's at four. Four, let's see here, 44% among Iowa GOP voters. DeSantis at 20, which is up a little bit from his showing nationally. Um, the biggest you know, difference from the other candidates was Tim Scott, who was showed up at 9% mm. in this poll. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone, Ramaswamy's at 5, Haley's at 4, Pence at 3, Doug Burgum at 1. Uh, so that's your Chris Christie could not get to one. We should point out did not quite get to uh, one. He yeah. did have a good poll in New Hampshire mm-hmm. yesterday, but uh, he did not get to one percent in this particular poll. Um, Unbelievable! This one what was his poll in New Hampshire. Uh, let me pull that up. I, I believe he was at eleven percent in New Hampshire. Shut up! Um, you know, well, shut up, New know, Hampshire. He, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you figure he's going to do better in a Northeast situation than he's going to do in, in a place like Iowa, where he doesn't even seem to be competing. I mean, he didn't even come to yeah. the event that uh, we covered in in Iowa, which, you know, other than him. Well, we didn't have enough catering. No. We didn't have enough catering <laughs> for him and me. No, that's impossible. The whole state it. didn't have enough. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, <laughs> the only other quote unquote top candidate to get to not come was Trump. And Trump obviously makes at some levels, you could argue, it makes sense considering he has a big lead. Um, you know, he doesn't have to show up to every event like everyone else does, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Chrissy didn't even bother to show, largely because he just not even trying in, in Iowa. He's going for a New Hampshire situation. And really, of course, he's not even trying to be president. He just wants to yell at people um, and get more catering. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, he was at eleven percent uh, in the poll. There, uh, he was. A li- I think he's still in third place. I believe DeSantis was second, and of course Trump was leading the uh, the poll. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's still too early to take too much from this stuff. I mean, I think we have the general the general idea of the race, which is Donald Trump leads by a significant margin. Going to be really tough to beat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeSantis is a clear number two. And everyone else kind of fighting for their moment uh, below that. So uh, I want to play something. This is from CBS News. I, and, and I just want to play this because I want to ask you if you've ever heard anything like this. They've just indicted the president of the United States who is running against the current president of the United States. Uh, they've indicted him. That's never been done before in American history. That's never been done before. It should be pretty weighty. This particular indictment, everybody says, I mean, anybody who is honest, uh, every attorney that looks at it is honest, like, yeah, there's no case here. There is no case here. Listen to how CBS News handles this yesterday. Also in the courtroom is the special counsel, Jack Smith. And I want to spend a moment on Jack Smith because um, he is essentially who Donald Trump is up against in multiple of these uh, indictments. The two, of course, the classified documents and the January 6th one. And they are sitting across from each other inside this courtroom. Jack Smith is someone who has run over and competed in over 100 triathlons. He was reportedly at one point <laughs> hit when he was on his bike by a truck. Yeah. And 10 weeks later, mm. he ran another triathlon. What? This wow. is a man of a lot of grit and oh. a lot of determination. Yes. And even what we have seen in these indictments is just a sliver of what they know and his prosecutorial team knows, right? His aggressive approach to his personal health and exercise correlates to how he approaches <laughs> his prosecution and his strategy. We've talked a lot about how the former <laughs> president the is under pressure, hell? but Jack Smith is also under pressure today. What a what? Oh what my is gosh. that? And I mean, I, if, you've never, is, if you've never seen Jack Smith, he doesn't look like The Rock. <laughs> I mean, like they make it no. sound like he's Dwayne Johnson. I mean, he's just a normal looking guy. It is amazing to me. That was their political take. That was their legal take. They were talking about the prosecution of a former president. And I love the, the you know, just what we see in the documents. I mean, that's just a sliver of what he and his prosecutors know, right? Please, what do you mean, right, right. Like that's like <laughs> yeah, we looked at the documents I and know. we were underwhelmed. So he's got more, right? Like that's more, the right? approach they're looking for it here. Is, it is a, it is amazing to me. This they have not learned a thing, not a thing. This is what they were doing during the RussiaGate thing. Oh, we, we've we're told that they've got a lot. I mean, this is it. This is going to be the knockout punch. It's incredible. And over it's and over and incredible. over again, it would be nothing right over and over and over again. It would be disappointing. And they'd have to come up with reasons to justify why it actually was good in retrospect. They have not learned one thing from this. Not one thing. And, you know, I, I mean, everybody who looks at this, I think, comes to the same conclusion that. You know, they don't have what they need in a case like this is a text or an email or Donald Trump on tape saying, I know I didn't win this election, but I'm going to do this anyway because I want to remain in power 
It needs to be that clear. We're talking about convicting the president of the United States for trying to overthrow an election. You need real evidence, not... I mean, legitimately, Glenn, if you look at the indictment, they're like, well, he knew he had lost the election, and here's how we know that. Mike Pence told him he lost it. Well, he doesn't... When's the last time he right ever now. listened to Mike Pence? I, has there ever <laughs> been a time? Uh, see, I, well, that, I, that I'm under the, the belief that he went there and he said, Mike, will you be my VP? And then he didn't even stick around to hear what he said in response. <laughs> like, that is how little Donald Trump cares what Mike Pence says. You know, and I have to tell you, it is, it's crazy because you're exactly right. That is the evidence. He had experts tell him. Oh, oh, he had experts tell him. Okay. All right. And so he could not have believed otherwise. The experts told him. When has Donald Trump listened to any of these experts except for Fauci? <laughs> when has he ever listened to them? When? It's a very good point. I, I will say, too, you know, again, we can all mock people like Sidney Powell, but coming into that situation, she was relatively well respected as, as an attorney. Uh, yes. Rudy Giuliani obviously was a close advisor to Donald Trump for a long time. He had his slew of people telling him, you know, what he wanted to hear slash, uh, you know, that he won the election and he should do all these things. He had his, I mean, John Eastman was a very highly respected legal expert before all this stuff went down. I mean, he's, he's not a, he's not a schlub at all. I mean, these are people who are saying, Hey, this could be something to go. It's, it's a theory, you know, it might not work, might get thrown out in the courts, but it's something you can try. So he even had his own experts that he can cite. I just don't see how you're going to get into his head unless you have legitimate not. black and white evidence right he's on tape you have saying him on something tape. yeah like yes. that's what you need that's what you need and people are and like it well, has how to be, get a conviction without that well maybe you shouldn't get a conviction without it you know maybe that's the way our system right. should work you should have real crystal <laughs> right. clear evidence to convict a former president who's currently the leader of the opposition party and if you want to talk about people believing the experts, let's go back to Al Gore and Hillary Clinton that all believe that the 2000 election was stolen and have said it for two decades, two decades. They have their own expert, the New York Times. The New York Times was telling them this in a time when we trusted the experts and they still didn't trust them. They still say it. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I think there wasn't a break. You know, I've read a bunch of these books about the internal, you know, machinations of the Trump administration and all that was going down. And like, of course, you can't know every single bit of this is true. But what it does seem like is early on after the election, he had a few moments where he's like, I can't believe I lost to Joe Biden. And like, how did the house seriously? How did this happen? Right. Before it was really settled, he did try to uh, to challenge all these things in court. But I mean, at the end of the day, As he, he was convinced that he won. Like, it's, he may have had moments you? early on where he was like, gosh, I can't believe this happened. But he wound up coming to the conclusion, right or wrong, he came to the conclusion that he won. And he's stuck to that ever since. And it's going to be really hard to prove a state of mind that he actually believed he lost but did these things anyway, which is really what this is dependent on. And, I, you know, I mean, they're not going to be able to find that unless you have some incredible evidence we don't know about yet. And they just left out of the indictment. It's going to be really hard to prove that. I would like to be uh, I would like to be called to the witness stand as a witness for the defense. Uh, OK, I called him 
uh, a week before January 6th. Okay, it was right before uh, um, uh, right before I returned from holiday and I call him up and he's in the White House. He's in the Oval Office. And he said, first thing out of his mind, can you believe how this was rigged? I said, uh, hello, Mr. President. Uh, No, Uh, he said, uh, he said, Glenn, this 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 was complete thievery. And I said, well, Mr. President, I don't I don't know. I don't have the facts, but I you'll never convince me that everything was on the up and up. Now, that didn't mean to me that he would have won. He may have. I don't know that for a fact, but I will tell you that I believe lots of votes were stolen, inaccurate and everything else. I don't know the total number, what it would have been. I happen to believe, but this is my belief. I happen to believe it wasn't on the up and up, and it probably would have gone to him if they wouldn't have played all of these games. But I don't know that. But he was absolutely convinced. There was no talking to him about, well, you know, uh, I'm not sure. He was like, there's got to be, there's got to be a way to be able to prove this, and they're moving right by it. That's what the president told me. And he was specifically... You're trying to get into his head. Well, there it is. I mean, I believed him. I believed him. He tells me things. You know, when I disagree with him, he'll tell me that. And I did. Sorry, well, we're going to disagree on that one. Okay. He believed this. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I think it's quite clear he believed it. Now, should he be, have believed it? I mean, I think some of the stuff that was coming out from, you know, uh, people like Sidney Powell was, to me, unbelievable. And by the way, we told her that on the air. We said, hey, you, this yes, seems incredible. Did. You better come on with some evidence and prove this. And she never she never was Correct. able to do that. Um, but still, regardless, it doesn't matter whether you think or you know, uh, Bill Barr thinks or, you know, that Jack Smith thinks that this was was obvious. It's him. It's him. And there's, as far as I know, certainly not in the indictment, any evidence that he actually believed he had lost this election and was was trying to go ahead with this anyway. He believed that he won and he was getting screwed and he was doing what he could to try to overturn that. Now, uh, there's all sorts of questions about what he did and whether you like it or not. That's you, know, you can make all those distinctions all you want. But if you're talking about his mindset, I think his mindset's pretty clear. When we lose one of our service members or first responders, the tragedy doesn't end on that day, especially for their families. Who's there to help pick up the pieces? Tunnel to Towers is. When veterans who have served our country end up living on the streets, who reaches out with a hand of help? Tunnel to Towers does. If if the um, country doesn't remember those who fight and die and what they fight and die for, we're lost. The foundation um, in the line of duty programs from Tunnel to Towers, the Gold Star Fallen First Responders, the Smart Home, the, the Veterans Homelessness Programs, they're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. And their Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrances all across the country. 
they are hosting 80 runs, walks, climbs per year. They have dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And they work to educate kids of all ages to help our nation never forget what happened on 9-11 and what it means to us today. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation goes to these programs directly. Never forget the sacrifices our country's greatest heroes have made for us. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Wow, we have uh, just a slew of really great shows uh, coming. I, I've been up at the ranch uh, during the summer, and I am learning so much. I think I found my next Woodrow Wilson. I think I found the guy who did possibly as much damage, if not more. And this guy is a guy you've never heard of. And he has he totally changed the course of our country intentionally. You know, he knew what Woodrow Wilson was trying to do. And he's like, okay, I got this. I know how to do this. And he changed absolutely everything all the way to your local government. And uh, I can't wait to share his name. I'm still doing research on it, but I can't wait to share. Um, learning so much this, uh, this summer. By the way, it's something Tanya and I have dedicated ourselves to do. Spend an hour every day learning something new. Uh, you know, we're going to spend an hour... Uh, when I get home, learning how to play the piano. Learn something, anything new that is uh, worthwhile. Spend an hour and it'll change your life. All right, back with Kurt Cameron next. The Glenn Beck Program.